You are Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Cubs fans? Welcome to Locked On Cubs. I'm your host, Joe Kilgallen. You can follow me on Twitter. That's simply at Joe Kilgallen. Give this podcast to follow as well. That is at Locked On Cubs. All right, here we go. We are less than 48 hours away, or a little over 48 hours. We're like 50 hours away. I'm recording this Wednesday morning. It's Wednesday uh, where you are right now. Sorry, this episode is coming out a little late. I usually try to get it up early for your morning commute. Have you guys noticed that when you guys are driving to work at 5 a.m.? Sometimes I got that episode ready to go for you, but I did not have it for you. You know what it was? I was staying up late. This time of year with the trade rumors, you really are, are hitting refresh a lot. You're checking all the sites, checking all your reliable sources, which sadly aren't a lot these days across many avenues. And you're just trying to find, you want to get that, you want to be the first person to find out about something. You know, it's like you're running down the stairs Christmas morning, except for you might open up your presents and be like, well, this is not what I asked for at all. This is, this is garbage. What, what is this? We're, we're doing one of those elephant parties or what's it called? You know, when they, you're supposed to give a bad gift, ugly elephant or something or weird elephant. You know what I'm talking about, right? Where it's like a gag gift and no one wants to do that. But like someone in the office gathered it all together where it's like, well, it's a $10 limit. So you're just, you could just spend $10. You get something silly and goofy. It'll be a lot of fun. And we exchange presents and you're just like, why can't we just all give each other a $10 gift card to Wendy's? Huh? Wouldn't that be better? Sharon. Sharon is much more of a Karen name than Karen. If your name is Sharon and you're listening to this, you know I'm right. Okay, let's let's be frank there. Or actually, I need to apologize to all the Sharons and Karens I just defended. Apologies all around. You got to apologize all the time these days, everyone. Don't forget, be the bigger person sometimes. This episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the Spotify Green Room app and find one of our lockdown rooms. There is a lot of go- lot going on right now with the Cubs. Chris Bryant's post-game press conference is something that needs to be talked about. Kind of uh, an emotional one for uh, longtime Cubs fans and fans of Chris Bryant. Also, some Anthony Rizzo stuff. Uh, a lot of rumors swirling about. I'll also recap the Cubs lost last night to the Cincinnati Reds, in which the Cubs lost by a score of 7-4 at Wrigley Field. I will be at the game tonight and tomorrow. Coincidentally, Tonight's my uh, little sister's birthday. Happy birthday, Colleen. So I'll be at the game with her and uh, some family and friends. And then I got a buddy of mine. uh, Shout out to Danny Rocket of the San Ranto podcast. Hit me up asking if I wanted to go an extra ticket. So I'm thinking this is nice. I could possibly see the final performances of Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, perhaps Javi Baez, all in Cubs uniforms. Kimbrell, I love you, but you're not in the same sentence as those other guys. Uh, Ryan Tapera, you too. But it's uh, it seems like this is the end, our friends. And I I hope it's not though. Let's before I recap the game that was last night between the Reds and Cubs. And wow, I, all you need to know is Joey Votto, Adbert Alzolai continues to struggle against left-handed hitters. Joey Votto in particular hit two bombs off of him. Uh, Jesse Winker hit a home run too. A little upset about that one because he struck him out in the at bat. It was a check swing in which he clearly went around, and the ump was like, no, he's good. And then the next pitch gets out of the park. I'll I'll get into the X's and O's of that game. But first, I do want to talk about the fact that Chris Bryant has said a couple different stories have come out in regards to Chris Bryant in the last 24 hours. Before the game yesterday, it was reported by The Athletic. Shout out to The Athletic and Paul, not Paul Mooney, um, Patrick Mooney, thank you. Paul Mooney was a comedian who passed away recently. He used to write for Richard Pryor. So 
Mooney reports that they asked Chris this question, and I'm I'm surprised this question was asked because I always felt like there was this is borderline tampering in a sense. The question was, hey, Chris, if the Cubs trade you, would you still be willing to re-sign here in the offseason? He said, without a doubt, yeah, of course. You know, I've had some of the greatest times of my life here. I'd be crazy not to listen if they want me. You know, if they want me, I'm going to listen. Which, uh, you know, some people take that as Chris playing both sides because, look, obviously he's not going to come out and say, yeah, I'll come back if the price is right. That seems uncharacteristic of Chris. But it's also totally reasonable. If you're Chris Bryant, you want to get paid what you're worth. And what you're worth is what anyone's willing to pay you. It goes that way in every profession. You are worth what they're willing to pay you. Right? You know what I mean? Um, I don't begrudge people who make an insane amount of money. I think sometimes we we feel like, you know, it'd be really cool if you were like Tony Stark with this money. You know what I mean? You can't become a superhero with it. You're just going to be that guy. All right, have fun. But you, you get what you're worth. You know what I mean? And Chris Bryant is going to, I'm not saying he's 100% going to the highest bidder because that's not the case most of the time. Um, if the Seattle Mariners came around and said, here's $325 million, but nobody else is within $50 million, yes, then he'll probably sign with Seattle. It's a great town from what I've heard. I've never been there. And I'd like to. But uh, say... The Cubs offered 250 and Seattle offers 270. He'll probably sign with us. I don't think he's getting that high. I think, honestly, I think eight years, 200 million. If the Cubs offered that, he comes back. I think that locks him up. I look at someone like George Springer, who entered free agency last year. Granted, it was after a pandemic season, so it's a little bit different. And uh, so I just got a breaking news alert, and it's for the Blackhawks. I'm looking, I'm happy the Blackhawks are making moves right now, but don't bother me during my Cubs podcast, everyone. So listen, though, um, it's it's one of those things where George Springer was a year older, like I said, and coming off the pandemic season. So the, you know, a little less as was expected. But George Springer is also coming off of a very good year. And you could argue George Springer had been a better player than Chris Brent over the previous three seasons. He got six years, 150 million. So Chris being 30 versus 31, if the Cubs were to say, how about seven years with an eight year option? I'll give you $25 million per, which basically matches the AAV that George Springer got. Chris comes back, goes, well, I'm a year younger. I play multiple positions. All right, fair enough. How's $27 million? Or how about we just guarantee the eighth year? Which I'm okay. I know a lot of people don't like those eight-year deals. We think of Hayward. We think of Alfonso Soriano before that. Reminder, though, just because it happened, it was bad with other people, doesn't mean you swear it off completely. You know, that's not... That's not exactly, you know, it's like someone buying a three-flat apartment building and then being like, oh, we had all these problems later on, so I'll never buy a three-flat apartment building again. It's like, no, just do a little more research before you buy it. I I watched some real estate video the other day, and that's why I think it's in my head. Anyhow, though, I would be confident giving Chris Bryant eight years over a lot of other free agents, and it is largely due to his lifestyle. Chris doesn't, last time I heard, he wasn't a drinker. Because I remember in his rookie season, there was a game in which he got pulled in like the third inning and people were like flu-like symptoms. And then there was a joke going around me like, he's got the Irish flu, which I could say I'm Irish, everyone. And then the reporter was like, no, Chris doesn't drink. All the reporters were like, yeah, he's not a drinker. So yeah, he's just a dude that he's a family guy, loves training. You know, during the press conference, he was talking to reporters last night. Somebody asked, how are you dealing with the mental health side of things? And he goes, that's an important question. I wish people would be more open and talking about it. You know, it is tough. It's it's exhausting. It's everything you see, every question. 
And, you know, I've had the best times of my life here. I love it here. So I'm just trying to, you know, surround yourself with good people. People will help you, you know, picking up the guitar, playing video games, anything to take your mind off of it. And that's one thing too. I am pro video game for that. You know, people, there's, there's an old back in my day, grant them in my thirties. A lot of you might be younger, older than that. And the older people probably appreciate this too. Now remember, Oh, you know, these video games will rot your brain. No, they're pretty nice in this climate now. If I want to get away from the noise of social media and, and all the craziness in our world, sometimes I started playing some video games. Dude, I got the old Nintendo Classic Mini. I'm playing RBI Baseball in there. I had a friend illegally download like 1,200 games to it. I don't know if it's illegal. I'll take that back. No, edit this out. Probably not going to edit this out. And then, uh, and then I'm relaxed, you know? I think it's bad if your like, whole life is a video game. But then there's these kids who are making a fortune. Some of these kids on their Twitch streams, they're, they're bringing in six figures. So good on them. So that's what Chris was saying. You know, he's taking his mind off of all that stuff. So being the fact that he takes good care of himself, I know there's been a couple of nagging injuries here or there, but then again, some of it might be, I'm going to be a free agent at the end of this year. I'm not going to risk anything major this season. You know, um, I still think they pulled him from that one game because they didn't want to hurt his trade value. Cause we saw the next game, he hit a triple and he went first to third on a single up the middle. Like he was flying around the base. I'm like, there's nothing wrong with this dude's hamstring at all. So, yeah, I feel like Chris ages better than other players who might be party boys, you know, which I'm not knocking. If I was a major league ball player, I'm probably sure I'd be uh, frequenting some establishments, if you know what I'm saying. Built Bar, everybody. Built Bar has so many unbelievable flavors right now. It is ridiculous. And they're all delicious. Okay? It's a wonderful way to start off your day. Here's some of the flavors. Let's talk about them, right? They got coconut. They got raspberry. Cherry, mint, brownie, that's my fave. Double chocolate, salted, caramel, strawberry, uh, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. I mean, these are this is this is a murderer's row of flavor we're talking right now. And here's the best part: 17 to 18 grams of protein. So you are starting your day off right. Really get that little early morning workout, feeling pumped. Calories 130 to 180, and only four to five grams of sugar. That is key. Everybody you want to keep that sugar intake low. So here's what you want to do. You want to order today, everybody. And they also got this thing called the grasshopper cookie, which you're like, well, what is that? Dude, it's just like a Thin Mint. You ever have one of those Girl Scout Thin Mints? Fantastic. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Isn't that awesome? It's pretty sweet. I like that, right? Go U.S. track and field. So here's the offer, everyone. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, so let's talk about the game that was. The Cubs lose to the Cincinnati Reds. Now uh, it's a four-game set, tied at a game apiece. Adbert, uh, this is something I talked about during Adbert's last start, although he did end up, he started shaky his last outing against St. Louis, but rebounded very nicely. Adbert went seven innings, giving up only three earned runs his last outing. That is an awesome start right there. This start, not as great. He went five innings. He gives up four earned runs. And uh, didn't walk anybody, strikeouts. He only struck out uh, four guys. But here's what killed him. And seven hits. Look, seven hits scattered across five innings. You'd like a little better than that, but it's not the worst. No walks is nice. Three home runs. The three home runs is really what got him. You give up. And even if they're in the solo variety, it's still just, it's, he's got to figure out a way to keep, in the, to keep the ball in the ballpark, especially against left-handed pitcher, hitters. Left-handed hitters, they it's a beach ball coming out of Adbert's hand. They're up there like, oh, baby, come on, Adbert. 
right here. He's putting it on a tee for them. It's really something. The approach towards lefties needs to change and change yesterday. And what I want to see out of Adbert the rest of the way is I have a feeling they're shutting him down in September because, again, you know, what's the point? It's it's a, it's a lost season, sadly. I want him the rest of the month of August to work on some stuff. Also, they probably have an innings limit in mind for him since this is the most innings he's ever pitched in his career. You know, the minor league season's shorter. He had a couple little nagging injuries in the past. I want to see him work on change-ups to lefties. He's got to have completely different. And I don't care if he ends up walking these guys. I don't care if in the process of figuring out these pitches, he's getting rocked. It is about learning for Adbert. It is about the process. Forget the results. He might have some a few more starts where he absolutely gets destroyed. But if he's improving on that one area, then it's going to be a, that's a success. That's what you look for. I want to look for improvement. It, it can't be the same approach. It can't be the same. I don't understand. You know what I mean? I don't know if he's still trying to tighten that slider to get a little more downward movement on him. Whatever it is, it needs to change. I still think the the ceiling is very high for Adbert. I still have all the confidence in him. I've got him penciled into the rotation in 2022. As Cubs fans, I'm not that worried about him because we've seen stretches where he's been very, very good. But there is a weakness that kryptonite is that left-handed batter. Now, you know, some people, well, maybe he should just be a bullpen pitcher who just faces righties. No, that's foolish, okay? This guy's 20, just turned 26, still has a lot of good years left in front of him right now, like a lot. Throws 95, 96. Again, that slider is a top-of-the-league slider, but it doesn't work towards lefties the way it does towards right-handed hitters. So that's just what Adbert needs to focus on. Maybe you have him do it at the AAA level, but it's like, why waste the innings? Why waste the experience? He's up anyway. Why Why have it feel like a punishment? So I, I really hope they don't do that. I hope they just pull him aside and say, hey, look, forget about the results. Forget about what your ERA is. Forget about wins, losses. None of that matters. We want you to train on the job. We're going to figure this out, okay? You've got some nasty stuff. You know how to grip it and rip it. Let's... That sounds like what a hitter would do, grip it and rip it. But, but pitchers too, why not? And that's that's just what we're going to focus on right now. So that's going to be interesting to see. A couple other notes. Keegan Thompson was optioned down to AAA Iowa for Kyle Ryan. Kyle Ryan has not been good this year. The move was more so to get Keegan Thompson stretched out. So that's that's good because I would like to see him, what he could do as a starter. You know, it would be a very exciting month of August and September in terms of watching players develop. You could very much have Justin Steele and Keegan Thompson in the rotation with Kyle Hendricks, Adbert Alzali, and then Alec Mills. You know, because I imagine Zach Davies and or Trevor Williams actually might as well see Trevor Williams the rest of the way. So yeah, something interesting to see there. A lot of people were like, "Oh, is this a demotion? Why are they doing this to Keegan Thompson? He looked so good his last outing, and he did." And I think might as well send him down to Iowa, get him three or four starts, stretch him out, bring him back up. Maybe he takes over the month of September when Adbert gets shut down. These are the things we got to root for uh, the final two months of the season, and then root for ownership to actually open up the pocketbook and start spending wisely. Now, there's big rumors right now of Giants being after Chris Bryant. And Anthony Rizzo to the Red Sox still seems to be heating up a little bit. I've not really heard too many other teams in regards to acquiring Rizzo. I think all the other top contenders are pretty happy at first base, but you never know. Things change very quickly in this game, and a lot of times a, a deal is made where no one sees it coming at all. Like Nobody knew Jack Pearson to the, to the Braves, and all of a sudden it just happened. 
Chafin, I don't know if I heard Oakland, really. I feel like a lot of times it's all speculation and then there's a move and then nobody gives these people who are speculating a hard time. Nobody says, hey, yo, by the way, when you said Andrew Chafin to the Blue Jays, it looks like it's a done deal. Do you only want an apology or do you want to say at least my bad? I don't think you need to apologize. It wasn't like you intentionally lied to us, but at least own it. None of these people ever own it. None of them ever go, oh, I was wrong. They go, well, it was a projection. and I was No, just admit you were wrong. It's okay. It's not a big deal. A few other notes from yesterday's game. Patrick Wisdom. Patrick Wisdom hit his, let's see, this is his 15th home run. Patrick Wisdom has 15 home You know what I like about Patrick Wisdom? And I talked about this maybe a week or two ago, what we needed to see out of him. He was getting a steady diet of fastballs when he was on that tear. Then, they, you know, he kind of cooled off a little bit, but now he's heated up again, adjusting. That's what, that's what you want to see out of hitters. And, and a lot of hitters don't do this, and they fade away. What happens is they go on a hot streak, pitching figures them out, and then they got to figure out pitching again. So they make, the pitcher makes the adjustment, then the hitter makes the adjustment. If the hitter doesn't make the adjustment, you usually for, you don't know their name after a while. You usually go, oh, yeah, what happened to that guy? Jake Fox. Why does that sound familiar? Is he a photographer? Oh, he was a hitter for the Cubs and Orioles. Hit a bunch of bombs in a row, but then never recovered from it. Okay, cool. Michael Hoffpower, Brian LaHare, same guy. All right, you know, you got to make the adjustment again. And Patty Wisdom, that's what I like to call him. He seems to be doing it. He has a 924 OPS. That is incredible. And yeah, 15 home runs and 149 at-bats. Are you kidding me? That is an insane. So imagine if he keeps that pace up, which would be very unlikely. But that means after three, he'd have 30 home runs after 300 at-bats. Like 40 home runs after four. That, uh, that's a 50 home run pace. I'm not good at math, but trust me, that's a 50 home run pace for a full season. And he plays a dynamite third base, plays a real solid first base, and he looked good in left field. He threw a guy out at second base the other game. So you like what you see out of Patrick Wisdom. Again, this was a guy who was the 52nd overall draft pick in 2012. And it makes me wonder... You know, late bloomers. This is a topic. You know, I got I got sent a really nice Twitter message from uh, someone today, and I am going to Twitter to give them a shout out at at Vista Blue, basically saying that like you know people kind of look at the age too much with prospects, and I you know some of that's understandable, I suppose. But at this stage with the Cubs with different moves, like the guy they got from Oakland is twenty six. We have to remind ourselves with no minor league season last year, every prospect's going to be a year older than they should be. And also, as far as the 18-year-olds go, because a few, the two of those, eight, Owen Casey in particular, is on fire right now. And the, the couple of the prospects they got, that U Darvish trade a few years from now, a lot of Cubs fans are going to be tweeting, Cubs won that trade. And I know we were all obsessed. It was like, 4 18 year Everyone was so focused on the age. I was like, you know, Glabar Torres was 18 when we traded him. Eloy Jimenez was 18 when we traded him. San Diego had a really deep, deep farm system. They were ranked as one of the best farm systems in all of baseball. The Cubs probably felt a little more confident in taking four 18-year-olds. I got to imagine they, they recruited them before or they saw them because some of them were international signings, and they thought, oh, these were guys we wanted at this slot. They're not ranked prospects right now, although I think both of them will be ranked prospects at the start of next year. That's something I kept saying, too. Everyone's like, oh, they're not even top 100 prospects. I go, yeah, not now. There's no minor league season last year. There's a good chance they're heading into 2022. Two or three of them might be. At least I think at least two of them will crack the top 100 at the start of the 2022 season. And then it looks like a good trade, doesn't it? So there you go. 
And I'm not saying it was a trade I wanted made because I thought the Cubs should have still been trying to compete, but I was not, I wasn't upset by the return. I was upset by the trade itself in regards to you, Darvish, because I thought you were pulling the rug out from underneath this team going into this season. And I really do believe that you, Darvish, was traded. I believe ownership said, I want payroll at this. Figure out how to do it. Obviously, for Hayward, you weren't going to get much and you're going to have to eat a lot of salary. It didn't make sense for that move to happen. Also, you know, I think part of them, I, I hate to say it, but I feel like part of what Jed wanted, if you kept you, they probably are in a, a playoff team. You can't sell off at the deadline. I think part of them wanted to sell off at the deadline. I hate to say it, but I really feel like he kind of knew in his heart that even though he loves these players, you know, he helped draft and acquire them, that there needed to be a shakeup, some kind of mix up. But that doesn't mean you have to get rid of all of them. And I, I would definitely think they'd be foolish for all three of them. Look, if they trade all three of them, okay, but bring one or two of them back in the offseason is my point. They're still very good players who mean a lot to this franchise and could help be big parts of the next championship team. It might not be the number four or five hitter. It would be so bad if Anthony Rizzo was the number six hitter on a, a team that's a playoff team. I don't think so. So he's, if Boston makes the trade for Rizzo, that's what he's going to be there. He's going to hit probably fifth or sixth. I bet sixth. Their heart of the lineup is pretty good with Bogarts, Devers. Who am I missing? Verdugo and J.D. Martinez. Yeah, I think Rizzo would probably hit sixth, which they would love to have him there. He's a high-contact bat who draws walks and has some pop. Anthony Rizzo has hit home runs in three straight games, all in the first inning. The first Cub to do that since Nick Castellanos in 2019. Remember that? God, he was amazing for the Cubs back then. See, to all the fans who say, oh, you can't put this all in ownership. Yeah, that move I can. Because you know the front office. How badly did Theo and Jed want Nick Castellanos back? You know they did. Because it makes them look like geniuses. We traded for this guy from Detroit, and he came here and found new life. Why? Of course they wanted to extend him. And there was a reason Castellanos waited as long as he did. No official offer was ever made, but he was waiting, and they were trying to tell him, hey, hold up. If we could try to move someone else and move another player, then we could figure it out. But it didn't happen. Oh, they should have moved Schwarber. Schwarber had a better second half than Castellanos that year. There's a lot of revisionist history. There's some things we got to remind ourselves from time to time as fans. We got a lot of emotion get in the way of facts sometimes, and you never want to see that. This episode is brought to you by Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. This app is free to download, and once you're in, you could talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'm going to be hosting one either Friday or Saturday, so check that out. Recapping the trade deadline that was and you know talking about the returns we've gotten for some of our cubs or which cubs are staying and we could be happy about that too green room is the perfect place to start or join the conversation about the league you'll find fans just like yourself in green room for watch parties debates post-game breakdowns and of course reacting to big news or rumors you have the chance to chat with me and other experts so get in on the action so here's what you want to do you want to go download the free green room app right now on all ios devices be sure to create a profile link your twitter and join all the different groups there's nfl mlb nba nhl anything you could think of for your updates spotify green room changing the way we talk sports all right another endearing thing anthony rizzo's father this was tweeted by stacy heaton from Cubs DNA, she was at the game yesterday and she tweeted this out. And a lot of people were like, "Ah, oh, God, this is this is painful. This is painful that our beloved Cubs that we've we've grown to cherish over these last seven years longer for Anthony Rizzo's case uh, might be moving on." But apparently, Anthony Rizzo's father was at the game, 
A uh, little side note, I have met the man, great human being, and he was going up to Cubs employees all around the ballpark, all the different ushers and vendors, and basically thanking them for how they had uh, treated his son over the last X amount of seasons. And it's kind of like, uh, does he know something we don't know? What's, uh, but still what a class move, you know? Um, and these, you know, I was reminded by a few things I've read that these aren't easy on families either. You know, they're at least Rizzo gets to play a game and not think about it during the game. But, you know, if your son is a major league baseball player, first of all, kudos to you, but you still have to deal with rumors constantly. Your kid has a bad game. You have to hear people saying like, oh, he's, he doesn't have any heart. His back injured again. He's old. Forget him. He's gone. Thanks. Thanks for the ring, but move on. Like, you know, that stuff's got to be a bummer to read, you know? And even if you're thinking, hey, your kid's a major leaguer, there's people who have it worse than you. Of course, of course, there are people who have it worse than anybody else, but I'm, I'm sure that's not fun. Regardless of what it is, if you're if your kid's any kind of job and you're hearing people say they don't like the job he's doing or that he shouldn't have that job anymore, that can't be a fun place to be in. So it's it's one of those interesting things where I hope, you know, I just it, it gets to the point too. You know, I've, I've joked about the five stages of grief we're all going through as Cubs fans. You know, first you're you're bargaining. I mean, please, no, come on, don't do it. And then. And then there's anger, and I don't even know the other stages. Right? I know acceptance is finally the final one, right? And and depression of two, I'm sure is probably one of them. But the the thing is that I I just kind of want these guys to be happy now. Anyone else kind of thinking that? Part of me is like, all right, if you're not going to be a cub, go get a ring. You know, the the idea of Anthony Rizzo catching you know a little ground ball over to Bogarts, Bogarts fires across to Rizzo, and the Red Sox win the World Series again. I know. And Rizzo catches that ball. This time he puts it in his back pocket and doesn't give it to ownership. They'll just hurt you in the end, Anthony. So one thing, if I could go back in time, if I could change anything, I'd be like, hold on to that ball. Hold on to it. Because you, you could sell it and get the difference in salary <laughs> that you wanted. You know, that you, you want $17 million per year. The Cubs are only offering 15 All right, I'm going to sell this ball for $2 million. Something like that. Who knows? Uh, I'm kidding, of course. But, you know, it's uh, you, you just want them to be appreciated. And for whatever reason, there's still this tired narrative that Chris Bryant doesn't want to be here, even though he's only said he does. There's this thing that says, oh, he turned down $250 million extension. He has denied that vehemently. He, he has not stopped saying, no, that is not true. I never saw it. If it happened, and it was, I, it was never once. has that. I don't know where that rumor came about. Maybe someone said, hey, would you be interested in $200 million to his agent? And the agent said, you better try better than that. And that's it. But he has said there's never been an official offer that he has turned down to stay with the Cubs over $200 million. He always smiles and laughs because it is in that moment, I feel like he'd be like, I would never have turned down that much money. If they would have offered that to me after 2017, of course I would have signed that. Are you kidding? So yeah, it's, and then there's all the things where it's like, he's still mad about the service time issue. He has said over and over again that he understands that this is a business and that did not bother him. Like, of course it bothered him. And the reason they had like a, an arbitration case over it and like a, a hearing and all this other stuff. And he challenged it was because he is a player's player. He was a play. He was the union rep for a while for the Cubs. He was doing this for future players. He thinks it's a bogus rule and he wanted the rule to be changed. He didn't get mad at them for the rule itself. I think he even said, I get it. I would do it if I were in their situation too. Seven is years is bigger than six years. Makes sense. So that reason that everyone thought right there, that was the nail in the coffin. 
and they had their minds made up going, oh, way back then he decided he was done with the Cubs and it's pointless and he's a Boris client. They never resign, which is not true, actually. Maybe they don't extend extensions, but if he wants to come back, he could. Strasburg famously did, and that deal has been bad for the Nationals. But again, pitchers are not hitters. Then you guys saw that Strasburg is going to have to have another major surgery. Is He's pitched 26 innings of that $200 million extension. So he, I like that guy. Dude, he's got nasty stuff. And uh, when the Astros were cheating, he kind of knew it too. There was a post-game press conference in that Nationals-Astros World Series when the Nation, you know, Nationals won. And that was right around the rumor time. Shortly after that World Series is when the rumors came out that the Astros were cheating with the garbage cans and all that. And there's, uh, after a game on the field, he pitched a really great game, but he struggled in the first inning. He goes, what happened in the first inning there? He goes, uh, you know, I had a meeting with my catcher. We decided to change some signs, change some stuff up a little bit. And, um, you know, worked out pretty good. And he kind of like, he didn't do a wink, but he kind of looked like, we know what they're doing over there. The whole league knows what they're doing over there. And as soon as, soon as I he heard it, he figured it out. He was like, now come over here. Here's what we're doing now. I always wonder why pitchers don't do that sometimes. If they're a little worried, just say to the bat, to the catcher, here's what we're going to do. Two fastballs, two breaking balls, change up. Just, can you remember that? You know, I maybe the catchers can't remember that. A lot going on. But it'd be an interesting thing to see. And it's going to be interesting to see. I'll be, uh, tomorrow's podcast is not going to come out right away in the morning either because I'm going to be at the Cubs game tonight. So I got to imagine when I get back late. It's uh, it won't be the best time to record. I'll be probably groggy and tired. So uh, hopefully you'll get the tomorrow's podcast by lunch. And you know maybe I'll have some some breaking news for you. Maybe we'll we'll see what's what. Let's keep our heads up, Cubs fans. Locked on bets, everybody. Betting on the NBA, MLB, or NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts.